seeker. Welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum, we are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Seeker. Welcome back to another episode of the Awakening Her podcast. My name is Talia Joy. It is my absolute pleasure to be here with you today. Today's episode is going to be a little bit unscripted. I'm talking about the power of doing this work. There's been a lot coming up within myself, in my own life, in the last couple months, in the last couple weeks. So I'm going to share a bit about that. I'm going to share probably some personal stories, some teachable moments, and just really the importance of continuing on this journey that you're on. I know I talk about this a lot on the show. If you have listened to a lot of the episodes, you've heard me talk about the fact that we signed up for this journey. If you are here, if you are listening to this, if you consider yourself possibly an empath, maybe an old soul, maybe a star seed, maybe a light worker, maybe a seeker, maybe a highly sensitive being, a purpose-led human, an intuitive, <laughs> any of these words, any one of these words, if you've been drawn to, it truly does mean that you're here and you are an old soul. So why this matters is because Spirit shows me that as we go on our soul's journey and we become an older soul, we grow. And that's very much like how we grow on earth. I've talked about this before, how a toddler is very different than a 90 year old person, you know, um, and teenagers are very different from someone in their fifties. And it's just the way that life is. And a teenager, as much as we can go like, oh, teenagers, <laughs> you were that too, right? It is the natural way of life. If a two-year-old is having a tantrum, it doesn't mean they're going to be 45 having tantrums or whatever. Although maybe that's what more of us need is the space to be able to have a tantrum. Um, but you know, as an old soul, we're here for different things than when we were a new soul or a middle-aged soul or people that may be in our life that are younger souls. We are here for a different journey. And if you've been drawn to manifestation, it's because your soul is calling you back to the truth that you can create what you desire in this reality. Your soul has been calling you back to the truth that you can co-create with the universe, that this reality is malleable, that there's things like the law of attraction that help us to see that what we put out comes back to us. There's a lot of different levels of things going on right now in your life, but I know that if you're here, you're an old soul, you're here for the journey of a lifetime. You're here to grow. You're here to manifest. You're here to create bliss. You're here to heal. You're here to come back into that whole worthy state, back into your confidence, back into your mojo, back into your natural sparkle. And although this seems very magical, it's probably been a pretty hard go. It's probably been a pretty intense life for you. I am getting covered in goosebumps as it's been a very intense life for me. I already feel the tears coming. We'll see. It's been a very crazy couple of weeks, which I do want to share about in this episode. But before we do launch into that, I just wanted to say that, you know, doing the work is not easy, but to not do the work, to not grow, to not transcend, to not overcome, to not transform seems much, much worse to me personally. And maybe you can relate to that. So to leap is scary, but to never leap is more terrifying than anything to me. So we're going to talk today about the work and why it's important to do the work, how, what it has to do with manifestation. And I'm going to share some of the stuff that's been going on lately. So 
Welcome to the show. If any of you are new, my name is Talia Joy. I'm a guide in your awakening. I help you to manifest, to turn on your intuition, to co-create this reality with spirit and create an abundant, free, magical, self-expressed life for yourself. On this show, we talk about manifestation. We talk about the law of attraction. We also talk about healing, subconscious and conscious reprogramming of the brain. Because as I see this journey to manifest, we need to get on board. We need to, you know, um, become the version of ourselves that we are longing for. And that is the journey. That's also the journey of manifestation is as we raise our vibe, as we clear our channel, as we clear our energy and become that higher vibration person. Mm -hmm. Yes, we manifest higher vibration things. So it's not just about the law of attraction. It's also about healing. It's also about reprogramming some of those teeny tiny beliefs that you may have inside of not being good enough or that life is hard or that you can't trust or that you've been abandoned. There's a lot of layers to who we are. And so part of it is healing and it's really, really important. So we talk about all those things and basically all of it is the end result of you living your dream life of freedom, of being abundant, of being free in all of the ways, mind, body, soul, finances, <laughs> all the things. Um, so welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. And to all my returning homies, hey, 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 what is up? Thank you so much. Coming back to the show. If anyone here has not um, come and found me on Instagram, I highly recommend you do so. Come over, say hi. I've had some new people joining lately over there, but also DMing me and letting me know that the podcast has been impacting them. I cannot tell you how much that lights up my soul. I love hearing what parts of the show light you up, what you come for, the topics you'd love to hear me talk about, and just genuinely connecting because I'm a real human and I love to connect with you. So come find me over on Instagram. It's at Talia Joy Manifestation. That's the same with Facebook. I have a community over there, not a Facebook group or anything, but just the page where I'm posting all the time as well. So come and find me. You can also check the links below in any episode. There are many things down there, how to connect. There are things like the freebie library where you get access to some free gifts. There are links down there about connecting if you feel drawn to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. By the way, in this moment, I have two spots available for one-on-one -on -one work. There's also a link down there to the new $27 courses page where I've put a few of my most potent challenges courses, do-it-yourself study, and I have made them all $27, which is very epic. And that includes the empath bundle, which I can't even believe it's only $27 because within it is three different courses. There's empath activated, there's empowered empath and the 31 day manifesting for empath challenge all in that bundle. That's like close to a thousand dollars of what those all go for individually for $27. So make sure to check any of that out. If you're looking to take this journey further with me and those things feel right. And other than that, let's just hence forward, let's do this thing. Okay. So in the last, I'm going to back up to a few months ago because there are some things that have been going on that I haven't been sharing, not because there's anything weird or big news or anything like that, but just because it's my personal life. And as I go through things, I share a lot with my one-on-one -on -one clients in real time. We're talking about, I tend to share with them quite a lot, but, um, for everybody else, it's like, as a teacher, I like to move through things and get to a place where I feel like I can truly teach them before I teach them, right? Of course, I'm not going to be teaching, you know, how to get out of debt if I'm $100,000 in debt. I just don't think that's in integrity. I like to move through things enough that I can look back and see what I did and, and be the teacher in that, you know, in that role. So I'm, when I'm going through things, I'm not always discussing it right away because if someone was to ask me like, what are you doing or how's it going? I might be like, it's a fucking mess behind the scenes. And I'm going to get into what I'm talking about, but I have been going through some things in the last few months and a few of the things I've shared, but I'm just going to share a bit more. So there's, there's so much in here to talk about today. As I've previously said, spirit shows me a very simple 
formula for manifestation. And this is what I teach in activated. However, humans are not simple. So often it's not just like one, two, three, bibbidi bobbidi boo, right? There's 10 grand, there's a thousand dollars, there's a million dollars, there's a soulmate. It doesn't quite work that way. However, the process of manifestation is very, very simple. We desire something, we become a vibrational match for it, we receive it, right? It's very simple. So in that we become a vibration, vibrational match for it is that that's the work. That's the stuff that sometimes takes us decades, usually because we don't have the tools. We haven't come into the work yet. Once you know the work, quote unquote, the healing work, whether it's inner child for you or shadow work or, you know, subconscious reprogramming or, you know, healing your limiting beliefs, whatever it is. It, that stuff is the shit that takes up a lifetime. That's the stuff that can be really difficult. So within that middle step of becoming a vibrational match is so there's so many nuances in there, so many lessons, so many bits that are so important. And let's dive into that middle section, that becoming a vibrational match. When you desire something new for your life, the gift that I now see like unwaveringly. And I've been talking about this stuff, but again, I'm soft in it until I step into my power around it. And then I can boldly teach it because now I know it. I don't just think it, I know it. So there's this deepening in this knowing. And this is what my book's about. You guys are going to love it. I'm in the middle of editing, so I don't know when it's going to be out yet, but you guys are going to just love it because it is a formula. There is a formula for life. So in this middle section of becoming a vibrational match is the fact that as soon as you desire something, the universe gives you the gift of showing you what is in your way. And if you can really wrap your head around that without the emotional stories, it becomes like you start to see the proof because you'll ask for something and then you're triggered. And when you get to learn that this isn't a trigger showing you, you're not going to do it or a trigger making you feel fucked up and that's it. It's actually showing you what is in there that needs to be healed. And I dive deep into this in my signature program activated. We're doing another round this fall. So you can, you know, hit up the link below to get on the wait list. If you'd like, you get the best pricing, all the stuff, but I talk about tests. I talk about assignments in that program. Because that program teaches you not only the healing and the how to become a vibrational match, but it shows you how life works. So this being said, with this understanding, I now know 100% that when we are triggered, when big shit comes up, it is coming up for us because what we have been asking for is a higher vibration than where we currently are. Nine times out of 10, probably 10 times out of 10, the thing that you desire is in a higher vibrational realm than wh where you are. And that's normal. It's because we desire it. We look at it as better than what we have or bigger or more income or, you know, a plus. So that requires us to raise our vibration. But raising our vibration isn't just as simple as going out and being like, I'm a millionaire. I have a high vibra vibration. Life is amazing. Everything's working for me. That works sometimes. Like when you're feeling good and you're walking around going like, fuck, life is magical. Everything's working for me. That is so powerful. But when you're not feeling good to be able to try to just raise your vibration, just, just be high vibe, just get over it. Just don't feel so much. Just don't be so sensitive. Don't be so emotional. Right. Have you ever heard these things? as an empath, have you ever heard any of these things? So it's not as simple as just that. It's not that that is the step, raise your vibration. That's not the step. That is the end result of the work you do. It's, it's kind of like, how do I make more money? Well, just get rich. That's exactly what it's like, right? The, the, well, just get rich. Isn't the step. That's the end result. So raising your vibration isn't the thing you have to do. It's the end result of clearing away what lowers your vibration, what keeps you feeling stuck, what keeps you in these looping patterns, what keeps you feeling not good enough about yourself, what keeps you being triggered. 
That's the work in quotes, right? That's why we do the work. It's not just to excavate and go into our whole childhood and dig out all the traumatizing things and be angry at our parents or our caregivers. That's not the intention at all. The intention is to clear the path of the things that have been, that are within you that block you from that higher vibration that you desire. So what I know now a hundred percent to be true is because I am actively calling in and desiring such a big level, I am going to be faced with that equal amount of bigness down. (laughs) That probably made no sense. Um, Think of it like an iceberg. If you're asking for a ton of really high up shit, you're going to be asked to go as deep as what you are asking of high. (laughs) Okay. I'll get better at teaching this. I promise it's all, it's all a work in progress. So we yearn for big things. Say right now you're making $10,000 a month and you want to make $50,000 a month. There is $40,000 a month of energy that you need to bridge the gap. Do you get what I'm saying here? We're asking for something bigger, but where we're dwelling is lower. So If you're asking for big things, you are going to be asked to go through big work. It always takes in some ways more work than we think, but the way that I look at it now is knowing what work to do. So let's get into some actual stories. I am just giving you this background, this context, the teachable, you know, takeaways that as you ask for big things, you will be called much bigger. So let's back up about probably about four months. And I was, I'm on this journey with my body healing. Um, and for any of you that are brand new, um, I used to have an eating disorder for about, um, 10 to 12 years of my life. I've been in active self recovery for about 10 years where I have not had disordered eating. Yay. That was some, that was one of those things I never thought that I would make it through, but I did. It was there from the time I was really young, but really took over my life for like just over a decade. So anyway, in that journey, I have, I have internalized a lot of trauma. That's where a lot of that stemmed. However, um, with my body, it's always been a really hard place to be, whether it's body image, it's pain, it's digestion, it's whatever. It's never been easy. I've been in chronic pain since I was about 12, misdiagnosed, mystery illness, blah, blah, blah. And only in the last couple of years have I really realized that it's unprocessed emotion and trauma. So in this journey, I am calling out for bigger levels of healing in my pain, in my comfort with my body, in myself, in my not enoughness, the stuff that we all carry. So I was having a time where I was really ready for my next level. And I have this intention out to the universe. And within a short amount of time, I went into this space where one day I was going out um, to go in my car and there's a big mirror in the sort of like entrance hall before you leave. And I caught myself in the mirror. And in this moment, I looked like 10 years older and like 10 or 20 pounds heavier. I looked like old and frumpy and large. And I'm, I'm not trying to trigger anyone. This was what was going on inside my mind. I took myself by surprise. You know, sometimes that happens where even with my hair, it's like curly and wild. Sometimes I'm leaving. I'm like, Whoa, lion's mane. Right. Except this one was different. And I closed my eyes and opened them again and closed my eyes and opened them again. Like I had dust in them or something going like, what am I seeing here? Like it was like, it was an illusion, but I saw it physically. Like I looked at myself going, what the hell? I don't even look like what I thought I did. I don't know. It was weird. So I leave, I go grocery shopping, whatever, but it shook me. It almost left me feeling sick. Like that's what you really look like. Again, I've had a journey with body stuff, but I haven't been in a place of disordered. I haven't been in a place of obsessing about my looks. I'm not someone that chases youth or is afraid of a wrinkle or gray hair. Like it's really not an issue. So it was kind of crazy that it all of a sudden came up. So then I got home, looked in the mirror, same thing. And every mirror I looked in, 
I looked like this older, frumpier, larger, I don't know, version of myself. And it really threw me off. So that day I was in tears. I was emotional. It was just like, I didn't know what to think of it. What, what I'd let myself become, if it was even real, I knew it couldn't have been real because like three days ago I was looking in the mirror and I remembered after a yoga going like, good job, look at you, like looking strong, look at you goddess. And then two days later or whatever it was, I'm in tears because I feel like I've gained 10 pounds and I look older and I just, I I didn't have a sparkle. You know, that's what it was. It wasn't really about age or weight. It was just this like quote unquote sparkleless ugly side of me. And again, I'm just talking how this felt in my body and my life. So it was really, it really threw me sideways. So then every mirror I'd go to, or as I'd walk past or whatever in my, you know, in my closet or in my bathroom or whatever, I would like creep into the mirror going like, what am I going to see? And consistently it was this version of me that was this exaggerated, older, bigger, frumpier version every time. And after a few days, like actual days of every single time I saw myself, I saw this reflection looking back at me. I was starting to really like lose it and really getting sad, really getting like, like it just, it it felt so dark and it started to feel like eating disorder days when I would hate myself, which is something I haven't experienced in a long time. And so I felt this hate for myself. I felt this hate for my body, for where I was in life, for what I'd let myself become. It was like it was real and I was playing it out and I felt desperate and despair and disgust and all of these like very, very, very low emotions. So one day I hit this sort of rock bottom within that going spirit, like what the hell is going on? What do you want me to see? Keep in mind, this had been now like two, three days. Sometimes I don't go through things super fast. It like takes me a bit. (laughs) Um, So it was days. And then all of a sudden I realized that that was a projection of, oh, so this is what I thought anyways. This was a projection of what I felt inside, what a part of my shadow felt inside. I felt, you know, bigger than I am or whatever, or quote unquote fat. That's what I was made fun of when I was younger for. So that's kind of like a wound word, I guess. Right. And I felt like maybe I felt, you know, like I was getting older. I don't know. I just kind of was like, oh my God, this is what it's being literally projected and shown to me in a mirror, like, haha, good one spirit mirroring back to me, my shadow. Holy crap. Right? So it's real, but it's not real. It's an illusion, but I'm physically seeing it with my eyes. What the hell? Right? So all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, this is what I think of myself inside. This is what a part of me either fears. Cause if you know about the shadow, it's like the dark part of you that you repress and fear. And so you shove it away. It's not necessarily the wounded part. Like that's what I think I am. Maybe it's like part of my shadow of what I'm repressing. So then I started going, okay. And I'd learned this again. This is, this is, this could be such a big story. I want to keep it short, but I do talk about the story in my book as well. Um, about a year or two years before, maybe a year before I had had this assignment. You guys may remember if you've been in my community, I shared it online. I shared it in the podcast. I had this assignment that I wasn't going to look in the mirror for a week because spirit had been showing me that it's not about what you look like outside. It's how you feel inside. That's where I was in my journey now about, I don't know, whatever. I I feel like it was two years ago. It doesn't really matter. So When I was face to face with this weird version of me in the mirror, I all of a sudden skipped back to spirit showed me like, remember a year ago or whatever it was when you weren't looking in the mirror, it's about how you feel inside. I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Again, keep in mind, it's like still like three, maybe now by this point, four days later, I've been through emotional hell, not knowing what was going on. If I really looked like a wicked witch or what was going on. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, that assignment of not looking in the mirror and feeling, how do I feel inside? Not what do I look like outside? Yeah. Right. Okay. So then I started going inside and going, okay, where's the well-being inside? Where's the, which is what I teach like abundance. Where's the abundance inside when I'm trying to, you know, love myself more. I find that inside. So I started doing that. And so for a day or so I was like, okay, inside, I feel filled with well-being. It's not about what I look like outside. It's about inside. So then after practicing that for about a day and not looking in the mirror, I slowly hesitantly (laughs) creeped back to the mirror to go like, what am I going to see? And still it was that older version. And I was like, what the fuck? 
So I'm like, okay, Talia, it's not about what is outside, man, cool, chill. It's about what's inside, right? Remember, it's what your spirit team's telling you. It's about what you feel inside. Can you feel magnetic inside? Can you feel beauty inside? Can you feel health inside? Okay, okay. And then again, I would creep back to the mirror and go, damn it, she's still there. And so then it took me another about two days later. So now we're creeping up toward a week. It took me about another two days to realize that by me doing that, I'm still trying to get rid of that reflection of me. So there was another breakthrough of, oh my God, I'm still trying to get rid of that version of me. So some of this, you guys might totally understand if you're new to the work, just allow it to move through you. If there's something that you don't totally understand, it's totally fine. Um, as we do this healing work together, it will make more sense. But I feel like, you know, a lot of you probably understand what I'm talking about, that when we're actively trying to get rid of a version of ourselves, we're not doing the work. The work is based in self-compassion. The work is based in integration, in bringing these wounded parts of us inside, not getting rid of anything. So there was my next light bulb of like, holy shit, by me going, no, 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 it's what I feel inside. And then creeping back to the mirror, damn it, she's still there. It's almost comical, but it was not comical at the time. And I realized I'm trying to reject that part of me that feels, whether I want to say fat old, um, whatever it is, I was trying to reject that part of me. I was like, Oh damn, she needs to come in. So then I started going to the mirror facing myself and going, Hey, I see you. I love you no matter what, whether you look this or look that, or whether this is an illusion or it's how you really look, you know what? None of it matters because I love you. And I would look in my eyes and do mirror work and send love to myself, no matter how I was showing up. So that was really healing. And about maybe two days later, after doing that one day, I did some yoga, I was stretching and I looked in the mirror and I saw myself as this empowered, beautiful, strong version of me. And I looked at her and I was like, Oh, there she is. I knew it. I knew I didn't overnight gain 15 pounds and look, you know, 15 years older or whatever. I knew it. It was an illusion. It was a healing moment. Okay, cool. Awesome. Oh, thank God. Like this is actually what I look like. This is, you know, the real me. Oh, phew. So I see her and I'm like, good job, Talia, looking good. You know, I see your radiance and your beauty and I'm going about my day and I'm like feeling this relief of like, oh, thank goodness that is over. And I go back to the mirror and there's that old version of me again. I'm like, what even is going on? Then I realized you're doing the work to still get rid of them. And I was like, oh God, how deep does this go? Right? I'm like, man, you're right. I was all doing the work still to get rid of this version of me. So I just kind of dropped the getting rid of and what was going on in the mirror. And I just started giving myself more and more and more and more love. So that kind of after that, it started dissipating out because I basically what that was showing me, the universe was showing me that there's still a part inside of me that I repress, that there's a part of me that doesn't feel good enough, that there's a part of me that may feel, I don't even really think it's old or fat in, in that exact example, but it's like this haggard, no sparkle, like what have you let yourself become type of thing. And there's a part of me that felt that, that felt not good enough, that felt, you know, all these things. And she needed to come up and be surfaced and be integrated. So that was a couple months ago. So I moved through that and I was feeling a lot better with myself, my body, just really trying to focus on like nourishing myself and doing yoga and speaking kindly and continuing to do my healing work. But it was so important and I'm so grateful because I surround myself in the work. I teach the work. Activated is how to do the work to manifest, how to do the work to be an old soul that thrives or to be a seeker that creates their experience. That is that entire program. I literally teach it. I'm literally writing the book on it. And it still took me over a week of crying, of snotting, of hyperventilating, of feeling despair of feeling disgust to like all over the place. Like I was thrown all over the place in that week. And I even know the tools. So I'm just 
it's so important for us to understand that when we get triggered, because in olden days, AKA a couple years before that, I would have looked in the mirror because weight was a thing. I would have, um, reacted to that. And if it was five to seven years, 10 years before I would have launched myself into a hardcore exercise and diet program to be like, Oh my God, what have you become? I'd hop on the scale. It would probably say something that I didn't like because that was the nature of an eating disorder and not loving yourself. I would try to control my food. I would try to control my exercise. And I would think my weight is the problem or my age or whatever, but I knew better. I moved through that, although I say grace here in retrospect, like I said, there was a lot of snotting. There was a lot of hyperventilating and crying, but I knew better than to react, meaning like, oh God, this is true and I hate it. It was more like, why is this coming up? Why is this showing itself? And even with those tools, it took me a very emotional week to move through that. And then it even lingered. It was like, you know, it was kind of like the, like the fade out after a big emotional upheaval. It's not just gone on Tuesday. It takes some time to like work itself through. So that was a very teachable and very much seeing the work in real life. I ask for more freedom in my body, in my healing journey, because I know I'm headed toward a place where I do not have pain. I do not have discomfort. I have empowerment in my body. So that needed to come up to come out. It needed to be realized. Okay. So we're going to leave that at that to just give a little bit of backstory. So that was only a couple months ago. I am still in this ongoing prayer for more, whether it's more of myself, more confidence, more nourishing of myself, more expression in my business, deeper impact with my clients, more reach, building my community, more financial freedom or freedom in my schedule, freedom in my life, more nature, more health, all the things, right? I'm always ready for that in my life and having this ongoing co-creation prayer. So recently I have been triggered all over the place to one of my deepest wounds. And here we go. This is the deepest part, the deepest wound that I have come across within myself is this feeling of being alone. And maybe you can relate to this. I know consciously and intuitively that people who are star seeds, if you've ever gotten into this work or discovered, if you're a star seed, we may endlessly feel alone because there's a part of us that is not from earth. This may be weird for some people bear with me. Um, so part of it is that that is definitely a trait of a star seed, also a trait of an empath feeling like we don't process life the same as other people feeling way more overwhelmed than the average person feeling not as maybe social or as just comfortable around people. It can be really hard, which can cause us to isolate or even when we're around people feel like nobody gets me. So sometimes I think we all have this, but I know I really deal with nobody understands. Nobody understands what it's like to be me. Nobody understands what I go through. Um, and just feeling, I can't even really describe it. It's just fucking alone. And I want to say right here, this has nothing to do with the people around me. I have the most amazing soulmate supportive husband. I have children where I am literally never alone, but children that love me and are obsessed with me and I love them. I have a bestie. I have people that I'm close to in my life. I'm really close with my dad. I'm not consciously alone. I have more support than a lot of people have. I may not have groups of a hundred friends. I mean, I, of course we all, a lot of us have a lot of extended friends and all of that, but it's not that I'm surrounded by people and besties all day long, but I do have my core group. And my Nana used to say, and there's, you know, that saying about if you have, you may have less than a handful of people that you can really call your real people. But if you have more than a couple, you have more than most people. So I really do recognize that I am not alone. However, I endlessly feel alone all the time. And it's coming to light right now, like in these days, in these weeks, this week, two days ago, so much that I have seen 
much more clearly the way in which I've made myself alone. So I want to make sure that I'm teaching here and not just kind of randomly sharing because it's really important that like what I go through helps other people as well. Um, but my husband can all day tell me that I'm not alone or hold my hand and show me that I'm not alone and, you know, bring me into his life or ask me, you know, we make decisions together or we're a united front with the kids or when I'm sad, like he can tell and he's there and he's rubbing my back or he's bringing me coffee in bed or he telling me I'm beautiful or whatever. I have an incredible husband but I can still feel alone at the end of the day. I can have an incredible bestie who is a ride or die, who will never go anywhere, who has seen me through it all, all of my days, my good ones, my bad ones for, you know, more than half of my life. And I can still feel alone. So the reason why I'm bringing this up too, is because this wound of feeling alone actually blocks us from manifestation. And this is part of why it's coming up right now, because I am desiring more out of life, a deeper connection to spirit, a deeper, um, surrender to my spirit team. As I've been talking about recently, a deeper surrender to life, more receiving of, as I'm saying, freedom, abundance. I want to also, I'm really ready to step into my next evolution of my business and really am open to truly feel into where I want to go next, how I feel called to make an impact in your life, how, what that means, the ways I want to show up, the containers I want to create. I want it all. (laughs) Like I'm praying for it all as I know you have many dreams and desires, right? There's health, there's abundance, there's community, there's maybe a home or whatever it is. We've all got lots of things. So as we call out for these bigger levels, we will be shown what is in our way. And the biggest thing in my way right now is this endless feeling of feeling alone. And the way that it, um, well, the way that it shows up in my life is kind of endless. I feel like if my husband was allowed to speak, you know, candidly, he'd probably say like, I feel that like we are a team, but I see you struggling and feeling alone, defaulting into doing things alone, defaulting into like, I don't need help. I'll just do this myself. Right. So there's times even like maybe he's going away and he's like, Oh, you should, you know, ask my mom if she'll take the kids on Saturday so you can like do a yoga class. And I just don't, I never do because I feel guilty because I feel this and that, whatever. Right. So it comes up in my life all the time. It prevents me from making deeper connections with people. It prevents me from meeting other mom friends that we could have, you know, support and community. It prevents me from getting to know the neighbors around the neighborhood. It prevents me from utilizing support and people in my life for emotional support when I need it or asking for support, you know, in whatever way that I, if I, if there's something I need help with and I just go, no, I'll do it myself. No, I'll do it myself. And part of that is how I was raised. There's lots of details as to why I've been programmed to be that way. But the truth is, is it holds me back in my life. And when we are feeling alone, we are putting spirit in that category as well. We are pretending that we are separate from support, from love, from oneness, from the love that is available around us all the time, including spirit. So if I'm saying in other areas of my life, and I feel like this is really going to be, you know, something that is, um, can hit home for you. If I'm telling other people like, no, I got this. Nope. No, I got this. Right. I joke about if someone says like, Oh, if you need anything, let me know. I will never let you know. You may never see me ever again because it's just easier to do it myself, but it's not easier. Because the thing I've become face to face with in the last few weeks is I am making myself alone. And I started out by saying I have all this support around me and I do, and I have ride or dies that hopefully will never go anywhere. I truly believe my husband, my dad, my bestie, like they are in my life forever. I believe that I trust them. Um, but there's, as I'm saying, there's a lot of ways I make myself alone where I could have more community, more friends, more people around me, more support, receiving more support. So then when we look at receiving more support that directly comes into the universe, we are not receiving support from the universe when we're endlessly saying and feeling that we are alone. So if you are dealing with a wound of feeling alone all the time, Remember that spirit is asking you to at least try to feel the support from spirit. 
It doesn't always have to be from other people. Some people are more physically alone than others. Other people have been let down a lot in their life, abandoned. I can definitely relate to these, which is partly why it's like, no, I'll just do it myself, right? Because you can't really trust people. Or for me, I think people don't want to help genuinely. They're going to resent me for it. It's going to be a burden. They're going to hang it over my head or they're going to just resent me as is the biggest thing is like, no, I'm good. Um, so when I'm doing this, I'm keeping spirit out. I'm saying, no, it's okay. I got this. So I'm going, I want this and I want to expand into this and I want to bring in more abundance here or whatever it is. But I'm also going, never mind. I got this. I don't need your help. How we do one thing is how we do everything. So if I'm not accepting help from my mother-in-law or from, you know, someone in my life, That's the way I also treat the universe, but the universe, it's a little bit more sneaky because we turn around and it looks like we're begging for help from the universe, but are you receiving it? When you get the nudge to go for a walk, do you listen and go for a walk? When you're getting the nudge to put yourself out there, are you listening? When you're getting the nudge to increase your rates or, um, to ask for a raise at work, are you trusting in that? When you get the nudge to start your own business, are you trusting in that? That's the thing is we ask and ask and ask from the universe. But if you're dealing with feeling alone or, you know, all that you have to do everything on your own, you're not receiving the nudges back from the universe. You're just going, I want it. I want it. I want it. And often we're expecting, and this is another really valuable thing to really think about. We ask for it and we want it to just appear We want a sack of cash at the end of our driveway or hopefully maybe on our doorstep (laughs) to just appear. But that's not how this works. The universe is going to call you forward through showing you where you're blocking yourself because what you desire is already meant for you. What you desire is already available to you. You actually don't need to be more worthy or do more things to welcome in the abundance or whatever it is but you do need to soften and heal. And by heal, I don't just mean all the traumas. I mean the impact of the traumas. So I had a bunch of shit happen to me when I was younger and it led me to feel not good enough. It led me to feel alone in this life. Like people will turn their back. They will backstab you at the end of the day. Nobody truly has your back. Nobody truly loves me. Nobody truly cares. That's what I felt like growing up because of the things I'd experienced. I don't need to go back and forgive my mom or work through this thing with this one, you know, interaction with a family member or a bully or whatever. I've done work on that stuff, but now we more need to look at the ripple effect that it has caused and how it still impacts our life. So in starting to wrap up this episode, I've been going through a lot behind the scenes, but the really fucking cool thing about it this time compared to years ago is that number one, I have rock solid knowing faith and trust in why this is all coming up, why there's been days where I've been completely kind of useless because my nervous system is blown out. I'm just emotional. I'm crying. And by useless, all I mean is I'm not productive. I'm not going out and launching a new course or getting in my 45 minute workout. Like there's days where like all I can do is crumble and cry. However, I know that it's coming up for such an important reason because I've been calling out for more levels of life. So if there's one thing that I really want you to hear here, (laughs) here, here is to continue doing the work. You cannot bypass the work. If you bypass the work, you will end up in looping patterns that will never end. And it doesn't have to be my work. You find your way. I would love to teach you in Activated to show you what I take my students through and my clients through, but you can find your way. But whatever it is, notice that when you are triggered, there's something deeper underneath. When you're triggered into lack, when you're triggered into feeling alone, when you're triggered into feeling isolated or like nobody understands you or like you're not good enough or cool enough or pretty enough or smart enough, when you when you get triggered into that. I need you to know that this is a divine gift showing you what you feel deep down about yourself and what needs to be cleared out 
and excavated so that the thing that you desire can actually just land beautifully into your experience. It can come easy when we don't have resistance. So as I'm asking for my next level of stuff, I am shown immediately what is within me that is causing that disconnect, that is causing it to not be there. Because in the quantum, if we think of $44,000, it appears. I mean, when we're in spirit, I don't think there's like money <laughs> the same way. But you think of something, someone, it's there. It's tele um, uh, telepathic, right? So in our physical experience, I really do believe that abundance can, can come in overnight. That your car or the trip you want doesn't have to be next year. It can be this year. It can be in two months. Things can happen very, very quickly when we clear the path. And the last thing I wanted to say is I teach this very, it's one of the key parts of Activated is that natural magnetism is what you're really going for. It's clearing the channel so that you are naturally magnetic, which means inspired ideas are moving through you. You are in harmony, in alignment with being in love with yourself and treating yourself with love. You're in harmony and in alignment naturally with the things that you desire, with the health, with the abundance, with this community, the support, the dreams you have, the business, all of it gets to be yours, not from a whole bunch of work, but through clearing the channel and activating that natural magnetism that's already there. You are naturally born worthy. You are naturally born with gifts and talents and dreams and a natural ability to be abundant, to be healthy. It's the things we have learned that have muddied the waters, that have created things that we don't enjoy in our life. And so as you go on this manifestation journey and you ask for more money, just be prepared, like put on your hiking boots, put on your big girl pants, like be prepared. You will be triggered. But by doing this work and getting to know what tests are and assignments are and how to decode this experience, you can go through something like what I'm going through and have been going through. It's very emotional, very triggering, very tempting for the ego to be like, oh my God, what's going on? You're not this, or you are this, or you'll never be this. But I just stayed the course. And I was like, no, nope, I know this is coming up on purpose. And the more I go, why is this showing up spirit? Show me why this is showing up. I get to see very clearly you endlessly, Talia, talking to myself, <laughs> feel alone. And that is blocking you from the additional support from the universe, from the community you want in your business. This feeling of being endlessly alone is not true. You are not alone. You are supported by galaxies and by a universe and by a spirit and by a soul and by a spirit team and by a creator. You are supported by people in your experience that love you. In fact, you have a team of beings, of light, of spirit beings, of humans, of animals that love you. You are not alone. And that's what spirit is trying to get me to see in this lifetime and in this time right now of my life. And that is part of my key for moving forward into more magnetism is truly looking at integrating and healing. Now doing my own work on the part of me that feels alone, integrating that into my experience. That's my next step toward the abundance, the community, the freedom, the health, the lack of pain in my body, all of that. It's through this wound. And I was saying to my husband just a couple nights ago, this feels like the deepest layer I've ever got to. Because I used to think my issue was with my body. And then I used to think my issue was with food. And then I thought my issue was with money. And then I thought my issue was with my family and with my mom and with endless on and on and on. It's me. It's not my fault, but that all of those other tendrils of problems are mm -hmm. stemming from the center, which is me and how I perceive myself, how I perceive the world and my wounds that I need to work through and that I am working through. 
So I really hope that this is serving you. I want to demystify this for you. I want to demystify manifestation and healing. I know it can feel like a lot, but that is my mission here on this podcast, in my programs, in my work with my clients, so that you can just get it. So even as you move through it and it's emotional, you also have the power of understanding, wow, this is really big. This is really big, which means there's a breakthrough so big waiting to happen here. And after a breakdown is always a breakthrough. And when you're asking for the breakthrough, you don't realize you're also asking for the breakdown. And it's important. It is part of the process. You need to break down the parts of you that believe in something that isn't true, that is blocking you. And that is that healing part. So I hope that this was helpful for you, my love. I know it was a lot of story time today, but I hope that this really resonated with you. And if you are interested in going the distance and really integrating this work, I've got a few really exciting things coming up, including a free event called Healing to Manifest, where we're going to go much deeper into this, into the healing work. That is a free two-part event that is down below. I also have a workshop called Manifest Now, where we are going to go through the entire process step-by-step of manifestation, breaking it down. I want you to bring your goals so you can really workshop the process. That is an evening workshop going on in September. And then I am starting the fall round of my signature growth portal manifestation program activated that I always talk about. It is the key program. It is the one that teaches you this system. And we are launching that at the end of September. So you can't get in yet. Registration is not open, but you can hop on the wait list if it's something that resonates with you. So if there is anything here that strikes you, maybe the live event or the deep dive workshop or the eight week program, I cannot wait to get to know you more. All the links for everything are below. Thank you, Seeker, so much for listening today. And I will see you in the next episode. Hey Seeker, thanks so much for listening to the show. I genuinely hope that this episode served you. And if you're in that phase of your journey that you're really looking to deep dive and do some do-it-yourself work, if you want to binge on powerful workshops, do workbooks, listen to meditations on things like manifesting money, mastering the process of manifestation, uncovering your soul's purpose, developing your intuition, really stepping into everything you're meant to be, then I have something really special for you. It's called the Manifest manifestation training library. So if you're looking to manifest more and you want access to an entire portal of rituals, meditations, deep dive trainings, and more, this is for you. Check the link in the show notes below for the manifestation training library for only $22 for podcast listeners.